All right. Well, uh, man, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of surprised, but I shouldn't be, right? Um, and I guess I'm figuring out how these things go. That there's like these, there's always diehards, or there's more loyalists, or people who enjoy something. That's what I really should say. There's people who enjoy something you do, and they they wait for more of it. And my assistant Mark Smith was smart, or possibly an asshole, knowing how lazy I am. He, I made some audios. He asked me for some things to put on the website. He wants to build it up. I made an audio. He made it episode one. I made a second episode uh, uh, audio. He called it episode two. It really implies there will be more episodes. I think that's. I, I didn't realize I was signing on uh, to. But honestly, I really this this kind of straightens my brain out. So I, I'm, I shouldn't complain. But if you know me at all, <laughs> I shouldn't complain. I just shouldn't. But I do, man, I do. So uh, I'm not complaining about it, actually, although that was complaining. So moving on, let's talk about, um, I want to try and make this quick, actually, because everybody asks this routinely, and I should just have one thing about Nunez. And just, like, this is the Nunez file. You know, go to the, like, you want to know how me and Nunez are doing nowadays? This is the Nunez file. How did we used to hang out together? This is the Nunez file. And... I guess I, I have to get rid of the, the fear that I have of repeating something I might have said before. So I'm going to repeat myself. I almost guarantee it. Uh, just roll with me. If you're here listening, you're probably happy to hear me repeat myself, I guess. Um, and if you don't want to hear me repeat myself and you think you've already heard everything I have to say about Nunez, I, why the hell are you listening? <laughs> uh, well, let's move on. Nunez and I, how do we do? Uh, when I first saw the show, I admired him. I really did. Because when uh, Sarah was on there, uh, she was a villain of some sorts. They certainly portray her as a villain. They did a good job portraying her as a villain. I didn't care for her. Now, that being said, hindsight's a motherfucker, right? Because here we are today, and I love Sarah. Dearly love. She is a sweetheart. She is driven and passionate an amazing artist, uh, and she's helped me. She actually helped me with a portrait once. She she picked my palette for me on a portrait, and it was a portrait. That I was doing a touch up on a color portrait that I had already done, and I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't know so much about color portraits, and and uh, she picked my palette. I was like, you think I should use this color? You think I should use this color? I think we are in New Orleans. And uh, she she was like, not nah, that color. This one. And she borrowed a color too. Here, use this. She knew them all by name. She said that's the type of artist she is. She she gets into her products so much. She was using Eternal Ink at the time, and she knew them each like she had a personal relationship with the color, right? She said, use these colors. I used them, and everything went so much smoother. Of course, it's the second application on the statue, so it's, it's probably going to be smoother as it is. But, man, it was so amazing. I was just like, where were you the first time I did this, you know? And um, there's a, a learning process for me doing color portraits that um she helped me greatly with so that being said i love her while she was on the show though she was definitely the villain right you didn't want to see her win well it came in a day that she was going up against i think his name's jamie davies right davis or davies good kid no tattoos on him um foolish mistake uh if you are in the industry you should have tattoos am i going to judge the work that you do as lower because you don't have tattoos? No, of course not. However, uh, 
Am I going to judge your overall body of work? No, probably not either. However, will I want to judge you poorly? Yes, you have no tattoos, so I want to judge you poorly, <laughs> right? So I think the other judges were falling into that uh, on that day that, that Sarah and him were going up against each other. And uh, she did a good tattoo. His was really good, too. And I think he they sent him home. Man, I was on the fence. I didn't know which I thought was better. Um, I can't recall them all. One of them was a wolf. I think Sarah did the wolf. And they, they had a couple things to cut down on. And they really sent him home because he had no tattoos. It was pretty obvious. And when I when you hear the hindsight, the story in hindsight, uh, I've been friends with Steve Teff for a long time. Steve feels bad about it. Steve told me, uh, you know, man, we all, you know, they, they, they cracked on him not having tattoos. So they get a break. And they all go upstairs, and they think, honestly, there's a chance he might go home. And they're all hanging out. And there's this weird feeling when people are going home. Like, you kind of know. You know what I mean? Someone gets mad. Like, uh, we knew that Mystical was going home, and Mystical got in a fight with somebody that day. You know, he'd got in a fight with Jackie Jennings. It's, it's like there's this higher level of pressure that you can feel. Like, you know what's going to happen, kind of, and you can feel it, right? So uh, I imagine that's what's going on. And, and Steve told me that's what was going on. They kind of felt like, you know, their friend was about to leave, and th they would never got a chance to really hang out to know or to, to really express their, their admiration for the guy. So they all got Sharpies out, and they put a bunch of Sharpie tattoos on his arms. So when he went down and got called down to the bottom, uh, it seems like he says, hey, hold up, guys. I went upstairs and I got a bunch of tattoos. So we're cool now. You can judge me like normal people, right? And uh, Oliver Peck and um, I don't know. Everybody says you're supposed to respect him. Some Frost dude, some white dude. Well, white, he's a white guy. He's like, his name's Frost or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I'm going to stick with this. People will tell you you're supposed to respect people, right? If I'm supposed to respect people, then I'm supposed to know about them. So... Either you haven't done the job of spreading the reasons for me to respect. I'm not just respecting somebody because you say I should respect them. Okay, I respect Shanghai Kate because I know about her. It could be it could be one of those instances where I'm just a pure asshole. Though she'll bring up names and tell me that I should know them. When she tells me I should know them, it seems to have a different weight than when other people do it. Uh, but irregardless, if I don't know you, I don't fucking know you, man. I don't give a fuck. It's just where I'm at with it. And uh, this snow guy or frost guy, whatever guy it was, was on there. Him and Oliver were more offended by the Sharpie tattoos. Like, it put them over the edge, and they sent him home. And that was a day when Nunez stood up for J for Davies. He, he says, no, nah, I think you guys got it wrong here. He said something, and I grew respect for him. A lot of respect. At that moment, I was like, yeah, I like this guy. I didn't care for him on Miami Inc. Seemed like a little playboy douchebag. Who was always trying to uh, do a poor tattoo and just party all night long. Big surprise, that's what he is. But at any rate, uh, you know, I respected him then. So we get on the show and I talked about Tony Hoondahl coming on there uh, and being, a, a, in my opinion, a poor judge and a terrible human being on the show. Uh, Tony Hoondahl may be a great person, he probably cleans his mother's gutters. You know, he probably installed a, a walkway for her as she was getting older or something, you know, to help her. He probably is a good guy. I only know him from the show. Fuck Tony Kundal. And I only know 
him from the work that he's shown on the show, which I imagine was his best, and that work was fucking subpar. I mean, that's one of the number one reasons to say fuck Tony Kundal, because he come or Hundal Kunda. I don't even know how to pronounce his stupid ass fucking name, but he comes in there and he does this shitty ass work, and they acted like he was somebody we should look up to, and he's got this shitty ass work, and you're like, that's crap immediately and see that's crap this guy's coming in here talking a lot of shit and that's crap and and he wants to be an arrogant fucking drunk prick too on top of it so i lost respect for nunez that day of course uh because i chastised him rightfully for the things he did wrong and he seemed to put a chip on his shoulder for me you know so big surprise when i come back on season two who's got it out for me now that being said I don't think Nunez give a fuck about me. He didn't treat me any different than any other character in his mind, right? Like, I mean, the actual, what he actually did, he did treat me different than other characters. However, and he even made excuses for it, right? So that's how you know, like, no, straight up, he is doing this. He's making an excuse for doing it. It's a shit poor excuse, but he's doing it. But I was, to him, I'm just another day, right? Like, he's getting a five to $10,000 to paycheck each episode. He shoots one to two episodes a week. He's getting uh, ten to $20,000. I don't know the right amount. A week for for shooting this show, which is an awesome amount of money. It's probably not much for the people in the world that he travels in. But, I mean, come on. For me and you, that's, that's an awesome amount of money, right? Uh, like, I would quit my Amazon job for that. Uh, I would quit tattooing for $10,000 $10, a week. Uh, I would... Um, just to go and talk shit about people's tattoos, and I would probably do the same thing as him. Treat every one of them like if they're not the winner. What do I really care about them? If they don't have a chance of winning, what do I really care about them? And I don't. I don't think I really had a chance of winning in the first one. It, more, it, this show, remember, I and I'm I'm judging this not based on my talent level, but to be honest, again. I don't believe I had a chance to win the first one or the second one. Uh, people have asked me this question, so I'm going to answer it here. Who do I think was the most creative in the seasons that I was on? Uh, technically, I found Craig Foster to be the best artist on season three. That was the first time I was on. He was removed early for doing Bad Black and Gray on, on Proportion Day when somebody else did Bad Proportion. It hinted at a racist element that uh, was later exposed um, uh, of Oliver, you know, and I won't, uh, I'll, I'll keep talking about this for some time whenever we talk about Oliver's bigotry, which people play down, um, but I, I've got several black friends from the show who have, uh, you know, interacted with Oliver closely, and, and uh, <laughs> one of them pointed out some of the racism that, that they experienced through Oliver afterwards he actually texts them say hey man I want you to know I've always respected you what's coming out right now you know that ain't me and I, I want you to know I'm not uh, a racist and it's funny because I mean it's not funny right <laughs> but it's funny because when you stand and you say I'm not a racist I just do racist things <laughs> I just it's not that I think like a bigot it's just I do things that a bigot thinking person would do. Does that make sense? I don't think like that person though. I think and above it, that's what's makes that's actually the joke. That's the irony. <laughs> I'm not a racist. I'm just acting like one. Ha, see how funny it is. Um so Oliver uh and 
Craig. When, when Craig got removed, it seemed weird. Craig should have won. He was a better artist than most of the people there. Other than Craig, uh, Jimmy was super creative. But the way I felt about Craig, Craig had an ability to do other styles. You know what I mean? To do other styles of tattooing. A straightforward tattoo, he, he had no problem with. Um, and not that Jimmy has a problem with it. Jimmy is one of the most talented people I've ever run into tattooing. Um, but Jimmy is, for lack of a better term, a one... Is, is this my phone going off? No, man, I thought I just said no. I don't want to answer that. I'm recording on my phone, so if you hear this ringing, I apologize. I'm not a technically savvy person. All right, so Jimmy, though, is... Um, there's something in his brain that doesn't allow him to do things the way you expect, kind of. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's like that cowboy song, you know, with the line that you can't figure out and you probably don't even listen to. It's stupid for me to make this reference now. Uh, but there's a cowboy song by Willie Nelson. Uh, but a cowboy's mind won't let him do things to let you think he's right. I don't even know how to... like. But I know what it means. You know, I don't know how to explain that, but I know what it means. And that's kind of Jimmy. Jimmy sees the world this way. You see the world that way. He recognizes you see the world that way. You would want to see him do this that way. He says, no, I still see the world my way, and I'm going to do what you see in my way. And he does, and very successfully, and he's awesome with it. His, his world is so enamored with cartoons as he sees them as the highest form of art. And as that, he he can't be a, it's you can't talk him down. Hey, could you do a lower form of art for me though? You know, it's really it's uh it's hard for his heart to handle. Does that make sense? However, um, I felt that Craig could go into all that. Like he had a respect and a love for all art and new school art, cartoons, if you will. But but that it, yeah, it was based off of his love for all art. So I think. I felt like he was the most talented on the show um, and and should have won. Really, in hindsight, that was one of the things that kept turning over in my mind. When I, I've talked with Craig certainly afterwards, and he went back on another season. And uh, he mentioned how much they, they talked about me at times during production. Like they would purposefully go to everybody and kind of make sure people knew that these were critiques. They would preface things they said with, hey, remember you're on a show. We're not trying to have a Kyle Dunbar moment. Imagining that I was the only crazy part in that moment, I guess, is what it seems like on first face. But then when you realize their action is to do something different than they had done with me, then you realize that they actually recognize the error of their ways and they were making a correction. So I applaud them for it, even though it's a little bit it's a little too little too late, you pieces of poo, <laughs> you know. Um, not that I, I shouldn't have won, though. Here I am sitting here talking about how, so so I shouldn't even be really that mad about it. I went further than I probably should have gone, uh, thanks to C Craig Foster being removed. Um, and I, I came back, and then they gave me a hard time, and everybody, and now you remember me, and now you give a fuck what I even have to say about Nunez. Have we patched it up? Not really. But... When we say patch it up, we imagine that we are on a good working ground to begin with. Remember, Nunez doesn't know me, and he's not—he's he's a relatively arrogant person. There's, there's him in his world. He's a bit self-centered. So, like, 
he doesn't know me. He doesn't care about me. I'm one of 16 people. And when I say one of 16, let's remember this is like the third episode in. And so it was 16 twice, 32, plus the 8 was so 40. I'm one of 40 people so far that he's seen. You know what I mean? I'm just one of 40 people. So we, we didn't have this relationship. We don't hang out when we're on set. They actually work very hard to keep us away from each other, and rightfully so, right? We shouldn't be fraternizing with the judges. That's something you may not know. Everybody thinks Josh Hibbert got kicked off because he smoked weed. <laughs> but there's those of us who know the truth. And Josh Hibbert actually got kicked off because he brought an illegal amount of weed into a state that doesn't allow weed. A whole lot of weed. Um, and when they asked him to give him the weed, they said, give us all the weed. And he started pulling out vape pens and uh, edibles and uh, and dry weed and just all these different weeds. That the, eventually, the producer is just like, I can't even throw that away. You know, like once I touch that, I'm even now I'm kind of committing a felony by seeing it and not turning it in. So she she uh, had to send Joshua home. However, the thing that really sparked it off when the contestants were mad at him, he was smoking weed with some of the contestants who turned on him. So <laughs> they weren't mad about the weed. They were mad about the cell phones. You didn't hear about the cell phones? Oh, well, I heard about the cell phones before. Uh, I, I seen them at my finale. Joshua showed up. I, I heard he was going back. I asked him if he had a game plan. He said he did. He explained to me that he had three cell phones, several different SD chips for those cell phones. He was going to turn in one cell phone at night, and if they found out that he had two cell phones, he was going to give them the second cell phone and still have a third cell phone with a bunch of SD cards with reference materials on them. So when you see him say on the show something about, uh, I don't know, everybody's jumping into drawing on this canvas. I'm going to sit here and sketch it out. He goes and he pulls a phone that he brought with him that they didn't know about. He sets it next to him so the cameras can't get it. And he pulls up his reference material and then he starts to draw his sketches based off of what he's looking at. Smart, really. However, the unsmart part was where he decided to rub that in people's noses. So he went to, I'm not going to say their names, but two, I have it verified by two different um, contestants. Uh, their stories line up perfectly on it. And he pulled out his phone and showed them a tweet between him and Nunez that said from Nunez, probably shouldn't let anybody else know that we're talking I think it was actually that we're texting like this. It was all the tweet said. And he wouldn't show him that, you know, that there was a feed above and below. Uh, but it was the day of a challenge. So not only, so that's why I'm talking about, see, there's a removal. Like, we shouldn't hang out with the judges, right? What if they like one of us? What if, what if Nunez is head over heels over Tattoo Baby? He thinks she's the hottest thing that's ever walked on two planes, and they're from the same area, and he would like to get with her after the show. Well, that's all in good, I guess. <laughs> Somewhat, right? But what if he was allowed to hang out with her, and they started a relationship on the show? Certainly bad. You follow me? So, yeah. The judges and us, we don't hang out. I didn't know him from anybody except for my prior experience of watching the show, and then I only knew them from the times we were getting judged. They're not there while we're doing the tattoos. They leave. They come back the next day to judge them. They make it look like they are. Um, that being said, so did, we didn't have a lot to patch up. I've heard of stories of, of him inside of the industry from people I respect, 
and trust. And I have never heard a good story about him. And so when I've run into people who have said, like, actually, we kind of got beef, you and me. And I'm like, oh, really? I didn't even know that. Why do we got beef? He's like, well, I'm, I'm friends with Nunez. And then I'll explain that I only know him from the show. And he was a character on the show. And they were forcing me into his position using that character on the show. So, of course, I'd have animosity against him. I'm sure he's a good guy, I would say. And then they would start telling me stories about how he cheated on them with their girlfriend or something. I shit you not. They'd be like, actually, no, he is a piece of shit. You, you pegged that one on the net. He fucking, and they would go off. Uh, so, my experience with Nunez is he's a douchebag. Uh, we haven't really patched it up. After I did, uh, I went back on the Redemption show. or Not the Redemption show. I did an interview. Maybe it was the Redemption Show. I did an interview with uh, Navarro, though, about something, about my exit or something, and he asked if we had patched it up, and we hadn't. And after that, um, he must have given Navarro or, or Nunez my phone number. And uh, and we... So I had Dave's for a while. I don't think... He, I may still have Dave's phone number unless he's changed it, but he does not respond to my... The last thing... Um, the last thing I sent him, and maybe this is why he no longer responds. First thing, the last thing he responded to was I took a picture of a girl, uh, a, um, a young black artist that I knew. Uh, he made up a T-shirt that said "Black Lines Matter," and so that was. It. So I took a picture of him in that T-shirt and sent it to Dave, and uh, Dave laughed. He said "Ha ha" or something. LOL. And then later I saw. And you need a little history of this, but I saw it. There's, there's a, a Weinstein. Weinstein Meats is a business, not Harvey Weinstein's Meats, but that's the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw the truck driving down the highway. So I took a picture of Weinstein's Meats. And I didn't put everything together, uh, but Dave Navarro is friends with Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson used to be in love with Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan got her start in Weinstein films and is the actress that came out exposing Weinstein's uh, predilections, his, his, his disgustingness. Okay, so Rose McGowan took that hit too. Um, not that she had sold out of acting stuff. She might already have been blacklisted by not S and his D. I don't know. But... Um, I, I don't know, maybe Navarro didn't like that. <laughs> maybe it cl hit close to home. So I just sent a joke, being like, man, this guy gets his meats everywhere, you know? And he just said, Weinstein meats. And uh, I thought it was hilarious, and he hasn't texted back since. Either way, Nunez called me up after all, all of those interviews, after that interview with Navarro. Nunez called me up. I was in my living room of my uh, apartment that we were moving out of buying an RV, really hard times, actually, we are really hard times, and he began what I thought was going to be an explanation, uh, either an apology or an explanation, or both, right, it, but it started out as an explanation more than an apology, never made it to apology, never made it to the I'm sorry part, did make it to the I just didn't understand part, like, he didn't understand that my dog was dying, my wife had a car in Michigan's winter without any heat, and I had just lost my house to foreclosure on the show. He didn't know those three things, right? So, uh, the producers, though, they did, and they kept pushing him. And the thing is, they kept pushing him because they wanted what they got, or something similar, right? But they, they were willing to get it at the cost of my sanity, uh, you know, of... My freedom, I could have been jailed, Dep excuse me, depending on how far I went. 
Sorry, I probably shouldn't burp in the mic. Uh, but um, So, I don't know. Did we ever patch up? No. Quite simply, no. Will we ever see each other again? I doubt it very, very much. Um, he's nobody now. I wish he was somebody. God, I wish he was somebody. Because if he's not famous, what the fuck am I? I'm going to have to go and do something all 100% by myself. No, I'm not used to that. I like riding people's coattails. I'm really lazy. But you don't know. I'm so lazy. I won't check text messages for three days. Sometimes more. I swear to God. Uh, DMs. Good luck. You're not going to get me. Like People uh, message me, and I will take months to get back on your Instagram, your Facebooks and stuff. I'm just, uh, you know what it really is? I mean, what it really is, is uh, full of anxiety. And I don't like being uh, in a position where I have to make decisions. Is that terrible? I don't know. I'm, I'm just a, like a millennial kid or something where I can't face a phone call so you know it makes me break out in hives and, I mean not true I just uh I'd, but it, there's a truth to it I, I don't like being presented with having to make choices I would rather just it's for me I I love Call of Duty I would it's like my heroin I could play Call of Duty all day long so um if I had that I would never I would never return if 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 I had if I was financially stable, I would never do anything but Call of Duty. Is that? And I know how completely sad that is, but it is also true. Man, this is really a long-winded one. But Candy told me I could make time. She said I was trying to make these small, and she says I think people will like it longer. And then Mark was like, "Yeah, the more the the longer it goes, the more content I have. That's what I really want. I want he wants time. So hopefully you're enjoying it." Did Nunez and I ever patch it up? Not really. Uh, the the phone call ended. Pretty much he wanted me to know that if it came to blows, he was willing to fight. It, it was more about letting me know that he wasn't scared of me, which was, I really thought, a weird phone call to have. Because what if I didn't accept his lack of fear for me, right? Like, then we would be two guys talking shit on the phone with no means in between us to ever see each other again. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, the next time I see you, I'm going to fucking beat you. I'm never going to see him again. He does not travel in my circles. He is not welcomed at tattoo conventions for the most part. Um, I don't know. Does he do tattoo conventions? He certainly doesn't do the good ones. He doesn't do villain arts. That's where it's good at, man. Um... I'm going to sign. My my battery is going dead. So uh, I have no reason to be more long-winded about this than that. Let me let me end it. Thanks for listening. And from here, actually, I'm going to put this on the charger. And I'm going to make another uh, podcast. As I guess that's what they are now. I guess these are podcasts. And uh, I'm a podcaster now, actually. I do podcasts. Hey, Joe Rogan, fuck off, bro. I got podcasts over E. Um... I, I got some misinformation for you, or some real information, depending on wherever you're at. I got it for you. Let me tell you some stupid shit. Follow me blindly. Um, so there we go. 27 minutes and 26 seconds of pure BS bullshit. But I'm signing off. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Anything you would like to know or have me pontificate about, um, these things are easy enough to do. It's like straightening my head out inside of the show like after you left the show that little confessional part that we do that was for me 
very nice. It was very cathartic to go over these things. I wish it was being done with somebody who wasn't trying to push me in a direction of anger or something like that, you know, because if you had your loved ones or something that was filming it with you, like you could work out the psychological <laughs> kinks in your head that were made up from day-to-day traumas or, or situations. Uh, but instead, when you have a producer asking you questions, but they're not trying to help you um, become a better person at the other end. They're trying to actually regress you emotionally. So uh, but so, so doing this, though, is similar to the cathartic experience that I would get from doing those uh, confessionals. Um, so I do appreciate you listening. And if you have any questions, any at all, please put them on my website. I have an assistant who will put, because <laughs> I told you I'm lazy. Uh, we'll put him down on a piece of paper and he'll make me answer them. Uh, and that's what it takes for me is I need someone to make me do things sometimes. So there we have it. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks again.